Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 18th of February 2013. Newcomers, help yourself to the audios at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. There's lots to choose from. And if you go through them in order, you start to understand the system you're born into, the big system that runs the world. Uh, The system got together an awful long time ago and emerged into the public life around the early 1900s openly. Uh, they're private organizations, actually, but they run the world's finances, they run the politics, they even put politicians in, have done for a hundred years in every country. And lots and lots of bureaucrats, too, that are members of, say, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, Council on Foreign Relations, are also inside government at the top level. So they've been running the world for a long time. I go through the history of it. Uh, I use the, the, their own historian, Carl Quigley, who wrote a couple of really good books on it. And he was their inside man who, who did their own histories of their own, own archives of histories because they've been changing the world for a hundred years behind wars and everything. And Quigley thought this was a good idea, actually. They had a good goal in mind to enrich themselves and dominate the world so that scientists could run it on their behalf more efficiently. So help yourself to all the audios and you'll start to understand what really runs the world and hopefully reclaim some of your mind because we've all been damaged by the nonsense that's put out there daily to, to bedazzle us. Remember, too, you are the audience that bring me to you, and you can help me keep going, but I have no backing by advertisers. I don't bring on board any advertisers or sell you stuff or gimmicks or anything like that, and I don't have shares in anything that's sold. I'm just little me here putting out this information. It really has changed the direction that, that things were going a long time ago until people started to see the big picture for the whole world. Because the world agenda is a new world order, you see. Not just an orderly fashion of bureaucrats and so on. It's also a financial order. It's also a, a new way of living for everyone. Everybody in the planet will be run from birth to death uh, by agencies, government agencies. So help yourself to that. And you can keep me going, as I say, by buying the books and discs at cuttingthroughmace.com. From the U.S. to Canada, don't forget you can still use personal checks or international postal money orders. You can send cash or use PayPal across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal. Straight donations really are seriously welcome as the dollar uh, inflates. In other words, devalues. And um, it has to get a lot worse uh, pretty shortly, actually. That's designed, it's designed that way. It's, it's built into the system anyway, regardless of the era that you live in. So we're going through the big, big changes, as I say, and most folk haven't a clue. We're, we're, we're given the fallout, the fallout of the disease that runs the world. And we get the, we're allowed to talk about the side effects and, and the secondary tumors, and so, but we're not allowed to talk about the primary tumor that causes it all. It's forbidden, you understand. So we can talk about the fallout, and sure enough, the media that's owned by the main tumor gives us lots of fallout every day to prattle on about and argue about and get us all uh, fighting with each other and so on. Because the world has an agenda, and different groups in the world have tried in the past ages to, to push their own agendas through to be supreme, and it's, nothing's changed. It's still, still going on today, in fact. And the various groups are competing to rule the whole kit and caboodle, and one in particular runs most of it already, 
uh, through the various the people who belong to this organization. And they certainly are making their strides now to, to take it all over because they believe that's their right to do so, according to ancient books and so on. So we're going through big, big changes, and you're seeing the chaos and the fallout. The media is totally owned, of course, always has been by them. And um, your entertainment industry is also completely owned by them. It was set up there to actually change your way of thinking so that you'll go along with everything. You get more indoctrination through fiction than you will through regular media. The regular media is too dry, and most folk will turn it off or just listen to it with half a, 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 an ear. But in entertainment, you're totally brainwashed because you don't know you're being brainwashed. I'm back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and the system, as I say, has been here for an awful long time and the system moved into the countries through Holland and to Britain and to the States and so on over centuries, uh, bringing with it money, uh, the commercial trade routes and all the rest of it and the actual corporations themselves. Nothing's changed except they're much, much, much bigger now, of course, because they're bigger. Understand, they, they live on corporate welfare. And every new idea that they sell to government, we fund them for whatever new idea corporations are into at the time. And, of course, the greening agenda is one big thing right now. It doesn't matter if your little um, project plan fails or not. You can make your billions off of it free and uh, pocket the rest and then just declare that it didn't work and that's it. And there's no slapping of hands. It's a great business to be in now. But so big businesses like that are all be, always been good businesses to be in because they always have good ideas and there's always some country going to buckle in and, and finance them and uh, through your tax payers' money, of course. But there's one that goes on about the, 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 the this, this, this big bank, the HSBC, so Hong Kong Shanghai, uh, Shanghai Bank Corporation. And it's a very, very old bank. It was set up by um, special folk that moved in there. Uh, from London uh, at one point to uh, handled all the dope industry uh, in the 1800s. Uh, Cameron, Prime Minister of Britain, he was involved, of, or at least his, his predecessors were, and his own family were involved with that family, intermarried with them, and helped run uh, the, the drug industries there too. But they're too big to fail, they call themselves, of course. And it says uh, this year, this article is pretty good, it says that the deal was announced quietly just before the holidays, almost like the government was hoping people were too busy hanging stockings by the fireplace to notice. Uh, flooring politicians, lawyers, and investigators all over the world, the U.S. Justice Department granted a total walk to executives of the British-based bank HSBC for the largest drug and terrorism money laundering case ever. Yes, it issued a, a fine, which is $1.9 billion, or about five weeks' profit, but they didn't extract uh, so much as $1 one day in jail from any individual, despite a decade of stupefying abuses. People may have outraged fatigue about the Wall Street and, and more stories about billionaire greenheads or greedheads getting away with their more stealing often cease to amaze me. But the HSBC case went miles beyond the usual paper-pushing, keypad-punching sort of crime committed by geeks and ties normally associated with Wall Street. In this case, the bank literally got away with murder while aiding and abetting it anyway. Since for at least half a decade, the storied British uh, colonial banking power helped to wash hundreds of millions of dollars for drug mobs, including Mexico's Sinola drug cartel. 
suspected in tens of thousands of murders just in the past 10 years. People so totally evil, uh, joke, jokes uh, on former New York Attorney General Elliot Spitzer, said that they make the guys on Wall Street look good. And that means an awful lot, believe you me. The banks also moved for, for, for organizations. They moved money from, like, to, to, they call Al-Qaeda, in other words, the CIA boys, and Hezbollah. And for Russian gangsters. I love how they use national names for the same people who are everywhere across the world. This has helped countries like Iran, the Sudan, North Korea evade sanctions, and in between helping murderers and terrorists and rogue states, aided countless common tax cheats in hiding their cash. They violated every law in the book, said Jim Blum, attorney and former Senate investigator who headed a major bribery investigation against Lockheed in the 1970s that led to the passage of the Foreign Corruption Practices Act. They took every form imaginable form of illegal and illicit business. That nobody from the bank went to jail or paid a dollar in individual fines is nothing new in this era of financial crisis. What's different about this settlement is that the Justice Department for the first time admitted why it decided to go soft on this particular kind of criminal. It was worried that anything more than a wrist slap for the HSBC might undermine the world economy. Had the U.S. authorities decided to press criminal charges, said Assistant Attorney General uh, Lanny Brower at a press conference to announce the settlement, HSBC would almost certainly have lost its banking license in the U.S., the future of the institution would have been under threat, and the entire banking system would have been destabilized. It was the dawn of a new era, and the three years after 9-11, even being breathed on by a suspected terrorist could land you an extra-legal detention for the rest of your life, but not when you're too big to fail. Or to jail, you can uh, cop to laundering terrorist cash and violating the Trade with the Enemy Act. And only, not only will you be not be prosecuted for it, but the government will go out of its way to make sure you won't lose your license. I see someone on the hill put it to me this way: "Okay, fine, no jail time, but they can't even pull their charter. Are you kidding?" But the Justice Department wasn't finished handing out to Christmas goodies. A little over a week later, Brewer was back in front of the press, giving a cushy deal to another huge international firm, the Swiss bank UBS, which has just admitted a key role in perhaps the biggest antitrust price-fixing case in history, the so-called LIBOR scandal, a massive interest rate-rigging conspiracy involving hundreds of trillions of dollars in financial products. While two minor players did face charges, Brower and the Justice Department worried aloud about global stability, as explained why no criminal charges were being filed against the parent company. Our goal, says Brower, is not to destroy a major financial institution. Well, if you have a, like a gangster, see the Capones or, or in, in the bunches that were up there, and there's a lot worse than that than the Capone actually. And Meyer Lansky and all these boys, uh, it's, it's like giving them, you know, the right to carry on as they were going on already, really, isn't it? There's no difference. There's no difference, folks. That's just a lot of commonalities, in fact. But anyway, that's how it really is. And it says that the, the Hong Kong Bank and the Shanghai Banking Corporation has always been associated with drugs. Founded in 1865, the HSBC became the major commercial bank in colonial China after the conclusion of the Second Opium War. Now, a lot of the boys in London uh, who moved into London uh, run that thing because they were running Britain by that time. And the same in the States, too. That a lot of boys in the States were involved in it. Even, even uh, the Bushes uh, dis, uh, earlier the antecedents were there, too. And you'll find that um, quite a few names, in fact, current names, were involved in, in getting lots of money from the opium wars as they forced China to go under and make them trade with them and so on and so on. 
They did the same thing. They tried the same thing against Japan. They actually put uh, frigates into the Japanese harbor to force them into accepting trades and, and letting the big money boys in. Uh, Siam was another case too. Many other countries had the same thing happen to these gangsters over the centuries. So it's the same characters are running the whole kit and caboodle, and they're, you can't do anything about it. They're supreme, apparently. And, uh, and no, no politician is going to do anything either because he won't get funding from either that bank or one of the subsidiaries or one of the affiliate banks that give them the financial backing when they're running for election. They're all bought and paid for politicians. And that's just the way life is, folks, in this system of corruption. Just quite normal. Also, in Press Street TV, it says Israelis see their ownership of the U.S. government in jeopardy. Now, that sounds a bit kind of kind of hard, doesn't it? And if you go into the, the, the Israeli papers, even since Bill Clinton's time, it was amazing that guys at the top, including the, the, the president at that time of Israel, said, we own the U.S. I mean, that's what he said. And other ones, too, in his cabinet at the time said the same thing. Other ones have said it since, and it kind of makes you wonder when people like that do say that they own the U.S. So people are really wondering who owns the U.S. But it says, Israelis see their ownership of U.S. government in jeopardy. And it says here, on Friday, 40 allegedly American senators blocked Hegel's nomination with a filibuster. Their message was loud and clear, but we are not the United States senators, we are Israeli senators. And it names them all and how many times they mentioned digital in each one, and so on, and so on. And, well, the general public have a right to know who's who. Of course they do. And do you have an American here who's all for America first, or yet someone else who's Israel first? It's a quite simple question, isn't it? Quite simple. Simple questions can get you in a lot of trouble, though, mind you, in this day and age. But I'll put this link up tonight, too, for those who are interested in it. Also tonight, too, there's a, a site I'll put up that's got the, the vaccine exemption forms state by state. And it gives you the numbers to ask for at the different places you can go and get these certificates of immunization and, um, and get your exemption forms for it. They're all, they're all different numbers for the exemption forms which you're allowed to get. I'll put this up tonight. It's quite good. And, uh, and that's all you need. You don't need to have a religious affiliation or anything else. I mean, you just need to say, no, I don't want it. And, um, and that's good enough. It should be good enough. No matter what they tell you, oh, you must get it. No, you have a choice. Also, too, and it says here that, uh, you know, that the world is so full of spooks and spies these days that you don't know who is who. It's bad enough even in the so-called patriot movement when you've got them all under the cover uh, of different organizations. Uh, they, inf- they start up organizations. They infiltrate other organizations. And... Um, you just can't get away from it. All governments are doing this, you see. But uh, Israel, of course, his Israel prisoner X Ben Ziegler, or Ziger, Ziger, as I think it's called, Z-Y-G-I-E-R, leaked Mossad secrets. He was a Mossad agent in Australia. Israel secretly imprisoned an Australian man who worked for the Mossad spy agency because it believed he had divulged details of his work, an Australian news program has reported. That's interesting in itself. It means he was being followed or someone in the Australian uh, security services was also working for Israel to get the news back to Israel. You understand? And that's not unusual either. But since ABC News said Ben Ziger was suspected by Israel of informing Australia's security agency of Mossad operations. Last week, ABC identified Mr. Ziger as Israel's so-called prisoner X, whose existence in Israel, uh, Israel never acknowledged. 
He was reported to have been or hanged himself months after his case surfaced in 2010. The report on ABC's foreign correspondent program, which named Mr. Zeiger, has been subject of intense media debate in Israel after Israel issued a gagging order preventing publication of details of the story. Restrictions were later eased and some Israel members of parliament and some have called for an end to the practice of media censorship in the country. This is according to the latest foreign correspondent report, Mr. Zigier met Australian security intelligence organisation agents and told them about secret operations he was involved in. The programme said one of the operations was a top secret mission in Italy for which Mr. Zigier had applied for a work visa. For foreign correspondent Mr. Zigier changed his name several times and outlined numerous passports which he used for Mossad work in Europe and the Middle East. Canada is awfully popular for passports, apparently. It said he set up a communications company in Europe for Mossad, which exported electronic components to Arab countries and Iran, it says here. Oh, can imagine that. But yeah, inside the Australian agency, someone, and there's another agent in there, obviously, because the word got back to him that they had a, a traitor there. They have them in every country, by the way. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I am Alan Watt and talking about the big silly system we're living in, it's very, very silly, isn't it really? I mean, all the other things that they get you to, to fight about and argue about and so on is this steamroll ahead with this, this world order uh, of a world plantation really of slaves. Because that's what you turn into eventually, just, just a tax slave. And uh, they don't want you just to be a slave when you can't work anymore and you get unfit. They want you to just bump you off, you know, called euthanasia. Because they believe in efficiency at the top. They truly do believe in efficiency. Meanwhile, they have all kinds of uh, longevity products that really do work, believe you me, in a much, much higher tech fashion than anything that's uh, told to students at the University of Medicine. And they do give them to the high guys, you know, the really high guys that are on the go in their 80s and 90s, the Maurice Strongs and all these guys and Brzezinski's, Kissinger's, etc. You'll never see that kind of stuff. But um, they have big, big plans for the future. Now, the only country that did not buckle under into the, the, the blackmail and to get plundered with the back, last bank uh, collapse, which was all planned in the first place, was Iceland. And Iceland now rises further into an investment-grade status. Iceland's second largest bank, Landsbank, in Reykjavik in 2008 during the financial crisis is it says, Iceland's rehabilitation after several years as a pariah in the global financial markets gathered pace last night after ratings agency Fitch said the island's nation's debts had moved further into investment-grade status. He said Iceland's debts had been upgraded to BBB. I love all those different things that the same guys that run all the money system do. They give you, a, they can actually kill you by giving you a bad rating just for a swipe. But anyway, you're up to BBB, a triple B, after a strong recovery from the financial crisis. Reykjavik's meteoric recovery becomes after its 300,000 residents were told they would be locked out of the world's financial markets for decades after they refused to rescue a group of bankrupt banks in 2008. Unlike Ireland, Portugal and Spain, the Icelandic government let the country's banks become insolvent rather than spend tens of billions of pounds on bailout funds. Ireland, which spent more than 40 billion uh, euros rescuing its banks, recently renegotiated a series of loans with the EU that will mean its debt payments stretch beyond 2050. Actually, they've just signed on for perpetual slavery for generations. That's what they've signed on for. Because that's what the banking system and debt's all about, compound interest and so on. 
Spain could still be forced to accept the EU bailout after a further deterioration in the financial stability of its major banks, which have only recently revealed the full extent of the loan, the bad loans they made in the run-up to the banking crisis. Paul Rockin, Senior Director in Fitch's Sovereign Rating Group, said the restoration of Iceland's long-term foreign currency rating to investment grade reflects the progress that's been made in restoring macroeconomic stability, pushing ahead with structural reform and rebuilding sovereign credit creditworthiness since the 2008 banking and currency crisis. Iceland has successfully exited its IMF program. Good for them because that's the big killer. It's when you take the money from the World Bank and the IMF comes in and runs your country until you pay it off. And all your policies too, by the way, when they get in. They kicked them out and gained renewed access to the international capital markets. A promising economic recovery is underway. Uh, financial sector restructuring is well advanced with public debt and GDP appears to be close to peaking on the back of a robust fiscal consolidation program. But they better be very careful because these guys have a long memory. They've got a long memory, the top folks. Believe you me, they do. So the time of the banking debacle, Iceland was lauded by economists, including Princeton Nobel Prize winner Paul Krugman, who advocated that other countries should follow suit and refuse to identify bank creditors from insolvent banks. Krugman said markets would be more forgiving when the situation was stabilised. Iceland's population accepted steep cuts in pay and government services as a price of the bailout, but unlike their European counterparts, have escaped with only relatively small debts. Since it paid back the IMF loans in August 2011, it's increased exports and stabilised the government's finances. Growth in 2011 reached 3%. So anyway, they did the right thing. And everybody else says, oh, you know, you'll be left behind and you'll get no more advanced money if you just, oh, yeah, yeah. It's all worked out in advance. That's what really runs the whole system, you know. Ties in with everything else, by the way. Now, in Holland, they're going further. I mentioned before, Holland was one of the first countries to bring in euthanasia for the elderly. And then it was on a kind of voluntary basis and, and, and assisted suicide, they called it. And give a few years, and uh, they started to make mistakes. They killed a nun, by the way, who certainly didn't register for that. And uh, killed other people, people too, that were just useless eaters. This is the big agenda, useless eaters. Why let them claim back all their pension? They might live to their 90, for goodness sake, after paying all that pension money in. The government could use that money. So just kill them. And then, then the people who um, who can't get killed by the agencies and so on, well, the government comes in and kills you anyway. They have vans that go up to your door and they pop up the stairs and pop in the injection and that's you. Very efficient, actually. And we, we keep slamming old uh, people in the past from history as being the worst in eugenics and so on. No, 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 it's happening now, folks, and you just don't recognize it. But anyway, Dutch says, Dutch ask. This question, should older workers earn less? This is the next step, as a French company asked them to accept pay cuts. So it says, uh, a French multinational suggestion in the Netherlands to ask older workers to accept pay cuts as a cost-cutting measure has touched a raw nerve as the Dutch economy faces a slowdown and rising unemployment. Unions see the idea of doing away with the principle of paying older workers more for the experience as an attack on a fundamental right. Is while employees see it as uh, employers see it as a solution to avoid layoffs in a crisis-hit economy, the debate has ranged in the Netherlands since French IT giant uh, Cap uh, Gemini's Dutch general manager Joran Versteeg said he was looking at calibrating 5,000 Dutch-based employees to see if salaries matched current market value and productivity. Previously, this branch has always done well with skyrocketing salaries to match. Mr. Versteeg told the Financial Dagblad Daily last month, but the market has changed. And we have to bring ourselves in line with it. So it's a start, you see, it's a start to get older folk paid less cash.
and they bring it down from 50 to 40 to 30 to, as you go along. You know how it works. Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and I've talked so much about the big system, the big agenda which really is a huge agenda, it was mentioned by lots of folk back in the 40s, 50s and even the 30s that were going to bring this agenda in and run the world properly on behalf of the boys at the top who own the world you know, the real top bankers and so on, guys who lend to nations a lot of nothings are lend, mind you, but they get paid back in real goods and it's a great scam, this whole system and everyone at the top knows it's a scam, but they go along with it because they're well rewarded at the top. But um, they're all crooked, of course. The whole money system's rigged and crooked and compound interest and all the rest of it. And it's a complete joke. And uh, it's, it's amazing we can all take it so seriously, isn't it? And uh, end up being utterly poor as they bring in their big, big agenda. We're, we're more efficient at the bottom and we die off too under Agenda 21, etc. With government agencies running your lives and bureaucrats and officials. Well, tonight I'll put up a song that was done in England, I think it was, by a bunch of people in the pub, of course. And uh, they have something to say about the, them, and uh, I'll put that up and let you have a good little chuckle at that, about uh, how they see their overlords. And also, this article is quite interesting. Uh, one of the top corporate sponsors this year for the LGBT conference, for the national one in the States, is the CIA. The CIA is. For the first time in history, the CIA served as a corporate sponsor of the OSTEM Outs in Science, Technology, Engineering, Mathematics recent national conference in Chicago and in discussions in the Intelligence Careers Conference track. It participated in the event as part of its nationwide outreach to diverse communities with mission-critical talent. An interesting term, mission-critical talent. Says agency officers managed their breakout sessions on the topics of STEM careers and intelligence. It's like get smart, isn't it? They've got STEM careers and intelligence, leveraging science, technology, engineering and mathematics for innovation and intelligence and the importance of lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender and the do-not-knows allies in the workplace. So it's a, it's a national security program that promotes leadership for opportunities for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. That's what it's about. That's what the STEM thing is, uh, for anybody who doesn't know. So there you go, that's what's happening with uh, your, uh, you know, your agencies are not supposed to be poor for anything, they're supposed to be neutral and all these things, but everything's politicized today, of course. And this one, too, has to do with Chicago police stop immediate responses to burglaries and thefts. It says many Chicagoans who now call 9-11 will no longer receive immediate help. Chicago police will no longer show up at crime scenes unless someone is in critical condition or a criminal suspect remains on the scene. It may soon take bullet wounds, broken bones, rape attacks or other injuries to catch the attention of the police department while crimes like car thefts may largely be overlooked. See happen all the time there. Chicagoans who report property damage, vehicle thefts, garage burglaries or other crimes in which the perpetrator is no longer in the scene will not be assisted until the police have time, thereby freeing up officers for patrol, patrol duties and also leaving distraught victims in the dark and so on. Starting on Sunday. So anyway, that's how it's going as the US goes down with its finances and all the rest of it as it bails out the rest of the world and spreads this global system. And I've said years ago, you know, that the US was simply being used to finish off this new world order. 
Uh, Britain handed it to the U.S. a long time ago, into World War One, actually. And um, by the Royal Institute of International Affairs, they handed it over and says, "Well, you've got the, the manpower now. You've got the taxes, so you can you can you can get lots of money for weaponry, and you can take over the policemen of the world and push this agenda." to standardise the world. Well, they've pretty well done it. And I've always said that when they've finished it, they'll be pulling away the rugs from underneath the people at home in America. And they are, of course. And also, too, I said, with the big, big eating machine that you can yawn at when it's on television as your guys are over there slaughtering folks across the Middle East, uh, comes back to home to eat you. Always does. Always ends up coming back home to chomp you up. Well, that's about to happen as well for those who haven't quite clued in. And it's just going on and on and on. Tonight, too, I'll put up uh, this uh, Earth Charter, Maurice Strong, private organizations around the world, of course, uh, run by special folk, though. It says the real goal of the Earth Charter is that it will, in fact, become like the Ten Commandments. That's Maurice Strong. That's what he said. It's quite right, too, because I've got the World Council of Churches all on board for the greening. They've all been brainwashed. A lot of the top ministers have been paid their money, even from the Bush regime to the present Obama regime, to influence all their members to go along with the, 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 the greening austerity stuff and push all that and brainwash their children, of course. So they run uh, all organized religions now. And also put up the, the mission and the goals of the Earth Charter tonight to a link for that. And also this one here to do with... Um, the, the deaths and so on. I've mentioned the deaths in the National Health Service that, that Obama's, Obamacare is going to copy. The Rand Corporation said they'd pick Britain's system to copy, and so this is what you get in the States. And I mentioned all of the incredible messes that, that the hospitals are in over there with massive cutbacks. It's all intentional, of course. But so a British health manager warned the boss of the National Health Service four years ago that the hospital was, his hospital was such a, a threat to patient safety. A nationwide investigation into avoidable hospital deaths has found that such warnings from doctors were often silenced or ignored. Gary Walker, the former chief of United Lincolnshire Hospitals Trust, was silenced in 2010 under a £500,000 super gag agreement, a payoff. That's what they can afford for payoffs as they cut back on patient care, £500,000. That's just one guy. He's now risking legal action by the NHS by speaking out. Walker reportedly received the payment last year. His former employer now faces a major investigation over its unusually high death rates in the midst of the Stafford inquiry fallout. Walker said that the chief of the National Health Service chief was not interested in patient safety and called on him to resign to end the culture of fear he created in the National Health Service, Britain's Daily Mail reported. Walker spoke to the BBC in an inclusive interview for its Today Show, Radio 4, in which he explained that his hands had been tied. He said, I was in danger of losing my house, I have children to support, and one thing you must remember that if you are attacking the very top of the NHS, the sanctions are pretty dramatic. On Tuesday, shortly after learning of his plans to appear on national radio, the National Health Service wrote a letter to Walker reminding that if you have provided an interview or should this interview proceed, you will be in clear breach of the agreement and as a result the trust will be entitled to recover from you the payments made under the agreement. So they will try and take everything from him too. This is how they blackmail everybody. But once you take the bribe, you see, you're easily blackmailed. This is a real world, folks. Everything runs like this. I mean, everything. There's Berlusconi said last week in his election initially there that bribes are normal. What's the problem? I'll put that link up too. Those who don't this is how it runs at the top. It's one big mafia at the top, folks. And telling the truth, uh, you know, it's a dangerous thing in these days. So what can you say? And also this article here too. 
households and food stamps rise to new records. Well, it keeps going up and up and up. What can you say? That's in the States. I'll put this one up too. And this one here is uh, Canada. This is a bit misleading. It says, and it's a PDF with it from the government. I'll put it up tonight at cuttingthreemates.com. All these links will go up tonight on my site. It says, the purpose of this act is to ensure that telecommunications service providers have the capability to enable national security and law enforcement agencies to exercise their authority to intercept communications and to require telecommunications service providers to provide subscriber and other information without unreasonably impairing the privacy of individuals. The provision of telecommunications services to Canadians or the competitiveness of the Canadian telecommunications industry. And yes, that does translate as this law means that police and spokes can require carriers and ISPs to hand over details about their customers and they do and that they do online or on their phone. The bill even requires telecommunications service providers to decrypt data which they hold. Various Canadian groups oppose the bill on privacy and civil liberties grounds, not least because the bill makes warrantless interceptions possible. Openmedia.ca created the website uh, Stop Spying CA and it gathered more than 100,000 signatures to a virtual petition opposing the bill. So anyway, it says Canada cans the net surveillance law because of all the back law, back, backlash. Don't believe it. Don't believe it for a minute, folks. It ain't gonna, they might say one thing, but you're never told the truth about anything. Especially to do with, this is a worldwide surveillance system. They're sharing it with certain countries, by the way. All this data. And so they can't can it. Canada's already sharing it all with the NSA in the States. And they've already admitted in previous articles I've read here that even the cross-border guys, they've got access to every Canadian citizen's data, all their data that the Canadian government's already got on you. So don't believe they're canning it. It's not going to happen. Maybe that one will can. They've got a thousand more there that you haven't even heard about yet. That's on the go. Now, finishing off Britain, it says, Come to the UK, David Cameron urges Indian students ahead of this, of visit, it says. And it says, um, Cameron had urged Indian students to come and study in the UK as he tried to address concerns about tougher visa rules ahead of visiting the country. The politicians have come under fire for tightening the rules on post-study leave to remain in the UK, which some business and universities believe is deterring people from applying. Um, Mr Cameron accepted the policies may not have been communicated properly. He said there was no limit on the number of people able to come and stay from India. Ahead of his visit to New Delhi and Mumbai next week, his second since number, he was in number 10, the Prime Minister told India Media there was already 40,000 Indian students in the UK and he hoped numbers would increase in the future. He made clear that the only requirements for students wishing to come to the UK was a guaranteed place at university and a basic English qualification. So there's a few articles on this. But he actually says they can stay on in the UK after they've graduated and so on, etc., etc., etc. And uh, this one here too, again, it says the same thing, another article about the same thing. No limit on the number of Indian nationals who can come to Britain to study work and work, David Cameron has said. And, and uh, this other one too is, says here, Brighton Council in England is to open. They, they, they just, just, uh, just cancelled out genders. There's no genders now in Brighton. You know, there's no such thing as gender anymore. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that godlike you know, abilities that they have there? It really goes to their head. Anyway, it's open to open gender-neutral public toilets as it phases out male and female lavatories, they call it here, lavatories. And it says, new development will include toilets that can be used by any adult or child. Brighton and Hove City Council want to promote term gender neutral. 
and opponents to describe the, the change in signage as unnecessary bureaucracy. Toilets will not feature the words of men and ladies, but universal symbols. And uh, says that the council's plan to replace traditional male and female toilets with gender-neutral toilets in an attempt to facilitate the transgender community. So everybody has to change because of a tiny, tiny wee minority uh, that are not very happy with, or even are not unsure what they are or whatever else. But everybody else has to change because of that. It seems to be the most important thing on the planet, according to the media. But it's more true than anything else. It's to destroy any concept of, of anything that was down through a long, long history normal. <laughs> That's what it was for. To destroy anything of normalcy whatsoever, or even privacy in any kind of toilet in the toilet. And if you want to see some strange guy walk in in high heels when you're in the toilet and you're a fella, it's a bit oh, pretty, pretty disconcerting, believe you me. And especially when it's giving that kind of strange eye and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, same with girls too. They get fed up with this kind of nonsense. But you're supposed to put up with it because there's a big agenda. Heavily funded from the very, very top, of course, because all conventional systems have to be utterly destroyed. Remember that the Frankfurt School was set out to do that for all Western countries. And they said it would make it safer for their own kind if they did all that by destroying the cultures completely. And they're still on the go under different names today. And this is amazing, too, from Australia. Strict new hygiene rules for childcare will wrap kids in a bubble, says the Australian Medical Authorities, it says. It says, children will be banned from blowing out candles on community birthday cakes under strict new hygiene rules for childcare. But doctors warn the latest National Health and Medical Research Council guidelines go too far within bubble wrapping children. Now, here's the bottom line, folks. I've told you before that Lenin said that all these services, the things that would start as services in the West, would eventually come and dominate the West, and they'd be called authorities. You see, if they're still services, they can they can ask you politely forever than they want to. If you see, no, get lost, uh, then they would let you go. But now they're authorities now, you see. This is all part of running your lives in a sort of microscopic fashion right through your life. So it says the NHMRC is urging childcare centres to stand up to parents who insist on sending a sick child to daycare even if they have a medical certificate. And of course they don't go to school, they'll end up getting asked, you know, why they're not, the children's not in school, and they're fine for that too. And daycare staff will now have to wash toys, doorknobs, floors and cushions covers every day. New guidelines state that children who want to blow a candle on their birthday should bring their very own cupcake, avoiding blowing germs all over a shared cake. Everybody's turning into a Hughes. I mean, he had bacteriophobia as well, you know, he had really neurosis. This is enough to give you that same kind of uh, problem, isn't it? Children love to blow out their candles where their friends are singing happy birthday, the document says, but it's taboo. Taboo. Your masters have said so. It's taboo. It's just not nice. Mind you, you can have all kinds of strange sex and everything else, and it's, that's okay. Even with folk who have got diseases, that's okay too, you see. But just don't blow out a candle. And Bill Gates dodges the questions on why he owns 500,000 shares of Monsanto. And it says, um, he was asked this, uh, uh, shares of Monsanto, Bill Gates is primarily known as the multi-millionaire who Microsoft, the company behind the most popular computer games and so on. With this massive wealth, he's retired from leading Microsoft and is now instead focuses his money and time on furthering genetically modified technology, geoengineering, experimental vaccinations, and preaching about how Monsanto is the answer to world hunger. Well, this guy is a top eugenicist. His father was before him, by the way. And he's already admitted by the vaccination programs he'll basically be able to bring down uh, the, the population because it, it sterilizes them. 
That's why. Now, the food also does a great job of, of sterilizing you too, the stuff. Because you have not, I tell you, even look at the stuff they spray on, they have to spray on the Monsanto. They use their own chemicals too. That in itself is enough to sterilize you. Never mind the stuff that, that, that they put in and all the genes they put into the crops as well. This is warfare, folks. This is warfare. Pure war. Very simple. And, and everyone will come down with the various cancers and all the rest of it too. And they already know that too. Even their early tests with this kind of stuff on various mammals, they'll end up with gastrointestinal, gastrointestinal problems. And also they had cancers of stomach and so on. So it says Bill Gates is funding the corporations and, and they're caught, <laughs> funding corporations caught in child slaverings. Started enough, Bill and Gates Millennium Foundation has now teamed up with Cargill to pump GMO soy into third world's Cargill, of course, is a $133 billion corporation that also been found in direct violation of human rights laws. Cargill was sued by the International Labor Rights Fund for trafficking children from Mali and forcing them to work on cocoa bean plantations for around 12 to 14 hours each day without pay, food or sleep. The company even continues to purchase cotton seeds where it is known that child slave labor is used in the cultivation. By the way, the cotton seeds won't even eat them in China. They know because they tried to use them on the Chinese before to make some sterile. That's what they're now making you, you use for your, your chicken feed here in Canada and the States. But anyway, uh, they're all crooks at the top, and it's just pure propaganda. You understand the same system and the same people, actually, who make someone a star in music or in the movies or whatever are the same guys who make these characters into stars. They call them a star, a scientist into a star. They've been at this job for a long time because you won't listen to anybody, make them a star, and all you'll do is prattle on what they say. Yeah, that's so, so simple. We're very simple people, really, isn't it? Very simple. And then Intel is the latest firm to announce TV box that spies on you and selects ads that match your behavior. And the, the idiots who watch the idiot box will keep watching. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix. I must have said something because I just cut off my satellite feed there. That happens once in a while when you get a bit touchy after you've said something. I'm not sure what I've said. It could be anything at all. Anyway, talking about this new Intel product, this black box that's going to stare back at viewers. But the terminology they use is wonderful. How they're going to do it for you, see? It's like being there to help you. And it says, Intel Media is to make and market the Orwellian streaming television product. And Eric Huggers, it shows you, Vice President of Intel Media, says the new service would offer users a TV that's much more personal, that learns about you, that actually cares about who you are. That's all they have to do to the schmucks, you know, and away they go. Oh, that's nice, you know. So uh, I'll put uh, this up tonight too, and you can actually see their, 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 their ads and their video and so on. And folk will go for this because they've been trained to snow. Who needs privacy, they think? Who needs privacy, they think? <laughs> I mean, the complete, most of the people out there, sorry, have got all their history from Hollywood movies. They have no idea of reality at all. And you have to just, well, see, that's it. Again, I'll put up that one too with Berlusconi. Uh, at least he's honest. He says, 
He says, within a week or two to go into the Italian elections, things are getting a little odd, to say the least. The somewhat scandal-prone Berlusconi, who self-declared himself leading in the polls recently, has come out swinging in defense of fellow business leaders' ethical aggressions. The Bunga Party banner man defends bribery. He says, these are not crimes, he notes, as the FT reports. Bribes are a phenomenon that exists, and it's useless to deny the existence of these necessary situations. Well, it's true enough. I mean, every politician gets bribed. It's called backing, folks. And he's not going to turn against the hand that feeds him, or all the hands that feed him, depends on where they get money from. That's, that is reality, folks. That's reality. And look at the money they need to, to, to run for elections in the States and elsewhere. It's just phenomenal. You can't do it with the big international corporations backing you. They approve you. But apart from that, too, they put you in, if you, because they only put their own members in anyway, from CFR and Royal Institute of International Affairs. But it's a joke. The whole system is a joke under the guise of democracy. It's quite wonderful, this this guise. Also, it says the Secretary of State Hillary Clinton announced at her stepping down party February 1st that a consortium of the State Department, the U.S. State Department, the World Wide Web Foundation and Google, Microsoft, Yahoo, Intel and Cisco Sky, SEO, the Valley Systems has been created to develop the African Internet. The group is called the Alliance for an Affordable Internet for Africa. And Obama has already promised to grant a few tax money, uh, a, a total of $307 billion to the Silicon Valley for the technology or technology and systems required for the African adventure. Isn't that wonderful? This redistribution of wealth a la Karl Marx, Communist Manifesto and all that. Eh? Isn't it wonderful living in communism for the corporates at the top? Just wonderful. So uh, the most it's true. The Americans are most generous in the world. They don't get asked about it, mind you, but they're definitely generous. They they pay up. Also, four commit suicide in Spain over evictions as EU struggles with unemployment because they did not uh, just let the banks go under, and um, they're now run by the IMF and the technocrats from the World Bank and so on. And then also a guy from France apparently set himself on fire too, an employed man as well. But you can see more and more of this. Who cares these days? Nobody cares. Everybody's so desensitized, I think. You know. And also, just to finish off, there's a music coming in here too, that apparently Alan Dershowitz wants to be the guy who picks who's to be the next Pope, because he doesn't like the one that put up up with that article up tonight too. From Hamish Masjala from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me or God. Or your gods go with you.